0: joy of aquatics. Now today in light of everything that's going on with the COVID-19 pandemic I thought it was really appropriate to speak to the man who seems to be in the middle of everything Mr Gary Toner. Gary is from Swim Australia, he is the executive officer there and if you haven't seen his posts on Facebook um, it's about time you jumped online and, and had a look. Gary has been posting consistently and regularly about what swim school owners and what swimming teachers can do throughout this time. So I really wanted to speak to Gary. Now, Gary's landed a lovely surprise on me today. Uh, We have Amanda Allen joining him uh, in his office. Now, Amanda is an Australian who is the Assistant Aquatics Director at the Shanghai American School at the Pushi Campus. So Amanda has experience in dealing with this. She's been dealing with this for about nine weeks. Um, so she's she's a bit of an old hand, I guess we could say. So it's great to be able to get her perspective on all of this as well. So Gary and Amanda, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Joy. Thank you. You're welcome. So Gary, why have you had such a rapid and outstanding response to this pandemic? How did you know to do that?
1: Uh, Well, I'll start off with, um, as an industry, we're close. You know, I've been in it all my life as a swimmer, a teacher, a coach, a swim school owner, pool EC, I've run a management company, and now I'm an administrator. My family all work at pools. Um, I met my wife through swimming. My children grew up on the side of the pool. They're currently teaching coaches swimming pools. There are swim teachers, owners, and managers and coaches that I have known since I grew up. This industry I am personally bested in. So I even know your old coach that used to coach you, Joy. Yeah. Old Rick.
0: Good old Rick. Over 30 years. Yeah.
1: You know, we're all one family in the swimming world. You know, we're all connected by water, and swimming is part of my life. So when I saw this crisis emerging, I knew the industry would need support, it would need direction and guidance. They would need someone to talk to, someone to connect with because this is nothing like we've seen before. And I just fell into that role.
0: Yeah, well, uh, f- thank you because you you have I kind of feel like you've been the glue for a lot of us.
1: And you know, I've had the advantage of living in the usa uh, i know you were over there for a little bit too
0: yeah
1: and, and i have a lot of people in connections in the states and, and throughout asia and i've been fortunate enough for them to give me some heads head heads up here of what's happening and following what they're doing and been watching very closely the international news and so my brain was churning already before it started here yeah and i told my family I said something's happening i think they all thought i was crazy um, but I said we need to start preparing. So it reminds me a little bit about like the bird flu was in two thousand and nine. I took my family to Mexico. um we were the only people at a two thousand room resort, and how that affected the businesses over there. So I, I think it was it's become important that we have a rapid response and, and use technology and show support and empathy and help each other. yeah,
0: you've um you've obviously, Seen this before then with bird flu and and you knew you had you had an inkling of what this was going to do to our industry, didn't you? I did. Yeah. So, Amanda, what has it been like coming out of Shanghai? What was it like over there, and then coming to Australia to see all of this unfold here as well? It's it's kind of like you've been through it twice. Um, I've actually
2: been in, this is my fourth country since we our oh, third country since we left um, Shanghai. We actually. We're going away for Chinese New Year. So we left Shanghai on the 22nd of January with our carry-on bags. I have my husband and a three-year-old son. And we were in, headed for the Philippines for 10 days for a break. Um, and about halfway through that trip, uh, that's when things started to get um, really real in China. And um, things started to close down. People went into lockdown and we weren't able to go home. Um, Things started heating up in the Philippines there as well. We were being, uh, after the first week in the Philippines, we were getting temperature checks, getting on and off boats. Um, It was, people were starting to wear masks everywhere. Um, So we started to feel uncomfortable um, with just being worried about the healthcare there, but we had to sit out our 14 days in the Philippines before we could go back to an airport. Yeah. Um, to make friends travel.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, we thought about my husband's American, so we thought about going to America, but um, it would have been a thirty-hour journey, and we didn't—we didn't really have anything to get that far in regards to like what we'd kind of packed to even be able to get long haul on the plane. Um, we looked at going to Australia, but we really didn't feel that this was going to last that long. Um, we thought we'd be called back to work in maybe two weeks. Um, a lot of us were like, oh, great, extended holiday for maybe an extra week. We get to have a little bit more downtime. Yeah. Um, so we decided to go to um, Thailand where we had friends from school and other schools there. It became a bit of an international teaching hub. Okay. And it was great to have um, support from other teachers um, that were going through the same thing and to share how we were feeling because it was every day was just a mix of emotions and just trying to get through the day was challenging. And we were only planning three days in advance because we really didn't know what was going on. Then after about three weeks in Thailand, we went, this is getting worse. Like, people are dying. Um, It's starting to get into other countries. Australia hadn't really had many cases then. So we decided to jump on a plane and come back to Australia where we had family support.
0: Wow. So, did you have to do another two weeks isolation in Australia?
2: Uh, when we came into Australia, no, we did not. Um, we came in three and a half weeks ago, um, so that hadn't been implemented yet in Australia. Yeah. So, we travelled through Singapore. So, Thailand at the time didn't have many cases as well, so we didn't feel either that we were at risk. So. We translated through Singapore, which had a very different feel to it. The airport was a lot more empty than normal. And there was temperature checks every 100 metres. So you definitely started to feel a sense of, wow, this is starting to get really tight and tightened up. When we got off the plane in Australia, um, we kind of walked off. There was no one checking temperatures. There was no information about the coronavirus and we went and got our car rental and hopped in the car and drove up to the Sunny Coat.
0: And there you are.
2: (laughs) And here we are.
0: (laughs) Wow. So what's happening work-wise with you?
2: Um, We have been working online for eight weeks now. So we were, our school was basically had to develop online learning on the go.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: So our teachers, principals, uh, the IT people working around the clock to get a good platform up and running. We have two campuses as well, Um, so there was a lot of liaison between both campuses um, to get those programs up and running. There was a lot of parents feedback to get it to about week three. It started to settle a bit with a good um, working online platform. And it's actually being used as the International Baccalaureate um, has used, is using the school now to share uh, with other schools around the world. So that's been really wow. good and positive.
0: Yeah, what a great IT department at your school to get it to that standard yeah. at such, such a quick, short amount of time. That's fantastic. So you're still working?
2: We are still working. Um, yeah. So, and being in aquatics, um, a lot of our we had a lot of international travel meet. So when we first, everything was just getting cancelled uh, a, a week or two weeks at a time, and then we'd all get back together and say, oh, obviously we're not going to be able to do this maybe in February, and now it's March, and basically we will not be back. I don't imagine. The aquatic centre will be back open until August next year when school resumes.
0: Wow! And when you say next year, you really mean 2020? But it's the following school year for you guys in 2020. Uh, our summer
2: is uh, yeah. Our summer is uh, June, July.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. The next,
2: year, next school year, hopefully. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. Guys, look, I I don't run a swim school anymore. But when I did have to make that decision to close or to keep trying for the sale, and you know, it wasn't our buyer that that stopped everything there with the sale, but like for me to decide to actually close our swim school, that was such a heartbreaking decision for me. I know that there are swim school owners out there that care about their students and their families. And, they, and their staff, um, and I mean I had months, I had months and months to prepare myself for that decision and I still don't feel fully healed and that was nearly 18 months ago. We've got schools that have had to close down overnight and these operators know, oh I'm getting emotional, that they're not going to be able to open again. What do you think? is going to be the impact of this on our industry when it's all over?
1: Uh, well, Joy, uh, I know any, anybody who is in this industry, they, they're in it because they love it. And they love what they do. They love what they teach. They love seeing the smiles on children's faces. And yes, it's gonna be an emotional strain. You know, they're gonna go through the, the stages of grief, of, of like losing a loved one.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's, time will take, it will take time to heal. You know, for some people, that may be less than others, but it will take time, and that's why it's very important that we're all together to support each other. And and what the future looks like is still unknown. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, it's hard to say we can do this in the future or do that in the future or who will be around in the future. No-one knows what that still looks like because we still haven't got to the bottom yet.
0: No, we really haven't got to the bottom yet, have we? Because we have not. Until you get to the bottom, you've got nothing to push back against. To it's it's like jumping off the bottom of the pool. Until you get to the bottom, you can't jump back up for air. And
1: um, but, but I I just got to say that we've got to have hope that things are going to get better. Um, yeah, and and maybe if you're not running your own swim school in future, maybe you're working for somebody else and you're still contributing to society, you're still saving lives by teaching children to swim, there are many positives still to take away from it.
0: Have you got any suggestions on what they are?
1: Well, that, you know, eventually pools will reopen. Yeah. You know, maybe not as many. And, you know, and Maybe the structure of lessons changes and maybe there is still more social distancing in swimming lessons and there's more sideline teaching or more creative ways get developed, you know, under every uh, strain of, of society. Society then makes adaptations and modifies the way they do things. I think this this will happen here in our industry too. People will come up with some great inventions and great creative ways to, to begin teaching again and how that will help everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of those um, new creative ways were, were there. People were people had them they were they were ready to go with them, but they I think a lot of people felt stuck and felt trapped in the monotony of day to day life where I guess now that we're all sort of stuck inside almost um and you know we're not teaching I guess we've now got the time to actually develop those things so I think you're right there Gary I think we're going to see a big shift in how the industry is run and I guess that is kind of exciting and that is a silver lining we can take away from this.
1: I think there's an opportunity on the other side. I think uh, imagine having holistic swim lessons where you do 15 minutes of painting and 15 minutes of, of swim swim familiarisation and learning or 15 minutes of music in the water and 15 minutes of teaching. I think there's, there's a whole new opportunity out there as we create the interest and desire for people to come back into swimming.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think you might be onto something there. I've I've been spending 12 months collecting all my painting supplies so I can pick up a brush again. You've just you've just got me thinking, Gary.
1: <laughs> yes, and you're an actress now, so you know <laughs> may, maybe there's ways to incorporate some acting within a swimming lesson and and putting that into part of the processes. I I think we just got to be creative and think there's going to be some great things that come out of it on the other side.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we've just got to keep our chin up, yeah. You definitely have, have to stay
2: positive. Um, the first few weeks um, when you're not working like you're normally working, um, it's not a 12 hour day anymore, your mind's not going 100 miles an hour, you don't have all these things that you need to do where you feel good for doing things in your job and then all of that's kind of taken away from you and you have to recreate your job in a sense and recreate your daily life um it can actually be a little bit depressing and you it can be quite hard to re-establish a new normal and that's what it really is you are creating a new normal your day is not going to be like it used to be and you have to be okay with that you have to be okay to step back to pause and reflect and work with your family and your groups to start a new normal what does it look like now and it might be that your normal workday was 10 hours. You might only be able to do four or five hours and that needs to be okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I've i certainly noticed that even when I've been trying to swim because, of course, we have a 50-metre pool in our backyard, so I still get to go swimming. Um, but I swam this morning and I just... I could not get out of my own head. I... I I was stuck in there and I, I kept stopping and I said to Val, I said, I, I can't get out of my own head. I, and to me that says I need to do a bit more meditation, a bit more training. I need to be a bit more resilient. Um,
1: take, a, take a big breath. Yeah. Reset. Yeah. And then, then look at things with fresh eyes. I did my very first virtual online Zoom boxing class this morning.
0: How'd so that go?
1: My gym was shut down. He did a Zoom boxing class and we had 20 people on it. It was just another way of, of finding creative ways to keep people engaged.
0: Yeah. How did you feel after that? Did you, did you feel just as good?
1: I felt great. It gave me a way to release my stress, um, start the day in a positive manner, uh, keep myself healthy, and you know, checked out of the, the whole situation for the moment and then was able to check back in Yeah, with fresh eyes.
0: Yeah. It's a good feeling when you get that escape and then you get to come back and go, okay, where are we at? How do we move forward from here? Yeah. All right. Keeping well,
2: mentally healthy and physically healthy is key.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, how can we best help our students right now through all of this?
1: Um, there's, a, there's a lot of online resources starting to come out um, and cr- people are creating such ways great ways to connect Uh, i'll I'll put a shout out to Jodie harrison at uh, swim central in tasmania she put out one yesterday on on just a a digital slide uh, of doing kicking on your back for swim lessons it was brilliant she she's allowed it to be shared all across to any swim school and uh, she's going to work on a couple more for us there are many other swim schools that are creating digital resources and digital movies so people can Visually see what needs to be done even if they're practicing it in their bathtub or their own home pool There are ways to keep them engaged
0: Yeah, excellent That's awesome It's important as well that we don't try
2: to overwhelm kids as well They're going through this just as much as we as adults are So they're feeling a lot of distress as well and they might not be communicating that So if we do go to a full online school system, which may happen, Um, it's definitely going to be a change in how the home you are at home. So we need to be aware as well that we're giving activities to support, Um, but in a coaching environment we don't want to be overwhelming kids and making them feel stressed or putting them in an environment where they have to keep up with all these things as well. Because school, for school children will take priority over those extras so they will need to be um a little bit more fun and for a stress relief
0: yeah well the other thing I've noticed um for my kids because I've decided to keep them home from school because we can um you know living and, and working it's we do all of that on the one site so I've noticed that the kids are missing their social um their social life so I've been talking to my sisters about trying to set up some Zoom meetings, some FaceTime stuff for the kids to chat with their cousins. So, you know, it's if we can find ways, I have found, for the kids to be able to socialise with each other, then um, it's helping their mental health for sure. And
2: establishing a, establishing a routine uh, is really important as well. Yeah. And um, setting that up on the fridge and maybe um, deciding it uh, with the family, and having different time for different things, it'll actually help the day go faster yeah. um, by creating
0: those type of things. Yeah, we started ours yesterday and the kids did such a good job. They did about four hours of schoolwork in total between nine to five, but it was all broken up. And I made sure there was time in there that they spent with the dogs and they listened to music and they had to dance and and they also made us morning tea, lunch and afternoon tea as well, which was great. <laughs> <laughs>
2: maybe some house chores in
0: there as well. <laughs> that's what that that's what's on the schedule today. They're cleaning out some cupboards for me. <laughs> so, awesome. And if any of the viewers out there or listeners out there have got any ideas, I'd love to hear them so we can keep sharing them with other listeners as well. Um Gary, what all the all the pools have been closed now. I guess what do you want the swim school owners um, to know right now? What do you think they need to know right now?
1: It's not the end of the world. There's yeah. always going to be something coming along in the in the next couple of months that you can aim for, shoot for. Spend time with your family now. Take this opportunity. Cherish the times that you have with them because when we work in this industry, sometimes our family are the ones who suffer. Yeah. So now now's an opportunity to reconnect, however that is. You know, maybe you're going to fight over the remote control for the TV a bit more or what shows you're going to watch. Or you're going to play board games that you may have not have played for 20 years and all of a sudden you're learning how to replay board games. There is a whole opportunity for us as a society now to reconnect with our family that we have lost over the last couple of years, I think. And I think this is another one of those opportunities that's coming out of this. But, you know, teachers also need to think about well, currently there are great job opportunities out there they may have lost their swim teaching job. But if you want to become a delivery driver or you want to work in food services or you want to work in call centres right now, they are crying out, for, crying out for those people. Or if you want to be somebody who can develop apps like the Zoom app, I'm sure there's plenty of opportunity now in the market for this you know, connection and visual connection between people. So I think there's lots of opportunities out there.
0: Yeah, I guess we just need to be open to being able to see them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's great yeah, advice. Don't fall for... into the hole. No. Don't
1: fall into that hole.
0: It is um great advice for swim school owners and also teachers there that there are opportunities out there available. We just need to be open to see them. So take your time to um deal with the the grief and shock that's just happened but don't spend don't spend too long there I guess it's about finding yourself finding your feet and standing back up and figuring out what it is that you can do and what you want to do so
1: yes we've had a, had a death in the family we've just done the funeral let's move on with life
0: yeah yeah that's right
1: And celebrate the next part of the life
0: and keeping um, news
2: and staying on the internet researching coronavirus all day as well you need to give yourself a time to catch up on it maybe it's 30 minutes or an hour and that's it for the day um otherwise it can be trust me i've been there it can be really unhealthy all consuming all consuming um to just be glued to it to see what's happening like what's going to happen it's not going to be great and it's going to go on for a long time here in australia and we need to just do our part we can and follow what the government is saying by staying at home, by keeping social distance, not running one-on-one classes because we have a private pool at home. We really need to just take a step back. Like, we're being asked to basically stay in our homes, eat food, watch TV, um, and that's what we need to do to save people. Um, My grandfather went to war for our country. So I think in that perspective, um, I think, we're lucky in a sense that we're not dealing with what it could could be worth.
0: Yeah, it could be a hell of a lot worse. Definitely could be. All right, well, guys, thank you so much for keeping us updated um, and I guess just having the swim schools and the teachers... Um, in the forefront of your mind, Gary, when, when all of this started to break. We truly appreciate it. Um, Amanda, thank you so much for your input and advice and your words of wisdom today. Um, I'm hoping that there's a few swimming teachers and swim school owners out there that really needed to hear that and that, it, you know, it's, it's doing the job. So, guys, thank you again for joining me. Um, is there anything that you'd really like to add before, before we go?
1: No, I think you've, you've done a good job summing that up and, and we appreciate the opportunity to uh, give you our uh, thoughts.
0: Yeah, no, well, thank you for making yourselves available. So, excellent. All right, that, guys, that is Amanda Allen from the Shanghai American School in Pushi and um, Executive Officer from Swim Australia, Gary Toner. Guys, thank you.
1: And, Joy, can I just add, I'm sorry to yeah. add this in, but I just want to remind everybody we have a hashtag, that is out there, we all swim together.
0: And it's fantastic. I was looking at that yesterday. What a great hashtag that is, we all swim together. How true.
1: Is Everybody that? in Aquatics.
0: Yeah, we do. Yeah. All right, thank you guys. All
1: right, take
0: care. So there we have it from Gary Toner and Amanda Allen who have been through or experienced something like this before. Now, although this is truly devastating to our industry, we have an opportunity to grow stronger and completely redesign our industry. And the great thing about that is that our imagination is our only limitation. Now, Gary said it so well. This is not the end of the world. And I want to repeat that to you. If you are spending way too much time on social media, this is not the end of the world. It is time to take a step back from the social media and have a look at your situation with fresh eyes Um, we are searching for our new normal and that's something amanda said and it is so true we are searching for a new normal we all swim together hashtag we all swim together so good gary thank you so much for that it it is just that little reminder that we are part of a much bigger community And we are facing this adversity together. We will get through this together. Now, in terms of being together and supporting each other, Val and I in the last 18 months have invested in a platform to put our own um, content online. We haven't released anything um, yet, but we have a platform. It is built. We do have a couple of things that we would like to release very soon but if you are in the process of creating your own content to go online we would like to offer you our platform that you can actually share it with it has taken us a long time to put it together and get it right and get it working Um, so we know what struggles are ahead if that's something that you're looking at doing right now So if you don't wanna go through that, please reach out, let us know, and we will help you get your content on the platform so it can go out and people can access it. Um, Just on a personal note, I would really like to reach out to all the owners of the swim schools that have had to close and all of the owners that are devastated because they're not sure if they're gonna be able to reopen or if they have to close the doors permanently. I know what that heartbreak feels like and I want you to know that if you need to chat or cry or talk or have a shoulder to lean on or you need any emotional support whatsoever, please reach out. I know how dark of a place that can be and I don't want you to be there alone. You don't have to be there alone, you have a a beautiful community of people around you hashtag we all swim together Um, and I, I want to be able to help you through that. So if anyone is experiencing depression or excruciating amounts of anxiety, please use the Lifeline hotline, use the Beyond Blue hotlines, make those calls and get yourself some support These things have been put in place for a reason. It might be the first time that you have to make a call but once you put your hand up and you call for help, you will realise that it is there. It is right there. There are people waiting to take your calls, waiting to talk to you, waiting to help. Please don't feel that you have to face this alone. Remember, hashtag, we all swim together. Gary and Amanda, thank you again for your time. Thank you for the love and compassion that you guys have shared in um, making yourselves available and also responding the way that you have for our community um, in regards to this pandemic. I would love to do a live podcast in the coming days or maybe in in a week's time um, and just check in with people to see what they're up to and and how they're going what they're doing while they've got this downtime see what creative imaginative things that everyone's come up with so keep your eyes posted for that one I'll have more information out about that soon Um, but if you if you can please happy swimming and if not happy creating